Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you on this Thursday. As we start the broadcast today, I want to ask, how are things economically? How are things as relates to dollars and cents in your home right now? We've had a number of conversations about this, certainly over the past few years as we've watched the economic situation decline in this country. We're dealing with the twin threats of inflation. And in addition to the inflation issue we have, I think the bigger issue is debt. It's a conversation that unfortunately is not taking place. And we're going to have to reckon with this. I'm going to deal with a couple of stories. One of them, right here in this country. The other, a picture of conversations that are taking place in another country that will have to happen here. Just based on the fiscal irresponsibility we've observed. And this is not just one administration. This is multiple administrations. This is one of the reasons why I repeatedly say in this broadcast, we have got to be serious, and the people who are elected to office have to be serious people. They have to be focused on mission, and the right mission, in order to bring things to a healthy place. Let's talk about what's happening in your home first. Uh, By the way, I had an interesting conversation. I was talking with a young man who, interestingly enough, is interested in getting in the media business. Now, one of the jokes we tell people, those of us in broadcasting many times, we tell people, oh, you're interested in broadcasting. Our best advice, run, run for your life. Just kidding. Well, actually, it's true. (laughs) This young man working hard, going to school, I shared some of my own life experiences. One of the interesting questions he raised during our conversation yesterday morning is something I think many of you can relate to because you've got different reasons 
he asked, what do you think of the hustle economy? And I wanted to make sure I understood what he was talking about. Because that can mean different things to different people. And there are really two perspectives here. One of them, the major thing he was talking about, are the people that very often they've always got something going on. It's a new business. It's uh, something related to sales a good part of the time. It's always something. You may know people like this. It's like, okay, what are you selling this time? But really to the broader question, because this is the other aspect of this, the broader picture, I have never in my life met so many people who are working multiple jobs, two and three jobs, just to keep things together. Here's one of the reasons why. The debt problem we've discussed and the inflation problems, they're very much connected, aren't they? And as we talk about what the nation's leaders need to do, we've got to get our own fiscal houses in order. Here's what we learned from CNBC, a study by WalletHub reports that total credit card debt has reached a record $930.6 billion by the end of last year. 930.6. That is incredible. What's happening is average balances are going higher and household finances are near their breaking point. This is some pretty scary stuff, folks. Part of the discussion I mentioned yesterday See, there's two different things. Sometimes people are just, can we say it, greedy. A lot of the people I've met in the past few years are just trying to keep it together. In fact, this story pretty much adds further weight to that. More consumers are leaning on credit cards to afford increasingly expensive necessities, like food and rent. It's not a matter of going out and buying a brand new... Big screen TV. No. More consumers are trying to pay for necessities. $930.6 billion. This is an 18.5% spike from a year earlier. 18.5% spike. This is crazy. The average balance rose to $5,805 over that same period. How are things looking on your balance sheets? You carrying a lot of debt? At this rate, households are nearing a breaking point. Using the Great Recession as a guide, the projected breaking point is the level of household credit card debt that will become unsustainable for most people. It's when people won't be able to keep up with their bills. We are inching closer and closer to that breaking point. By the way, as I mentioned this, can you identify a single solitary thing that's happening that anybody's doing to address this issue? I'm curious. 
If you have some tangible evidence of anything that's happening, I'd love to hear it. Delinquencies already on the rise. TransUnion found a delinquency, as you know, is a payment 60 days or more overdue. The increase in delinquency is something to watch. According to Michelle Ranieri, Vice President of U.S. Research and Consulting at TransUnion, as long as unemployment stays down, households are better able to pay their bills. If unemployment goes up and we see a spike in delinquencies, that indicates a longer-term problem. For now, job openings still far outnumber available workers. That's a good thing. And I'm sure you know this. Credit cards are one of the most expensive ways to borrow money. Currently, annual percentage rates, or APRs, are around 20%. That's an all-time high. Now, if the Federal Reserve announces a half-point increase in its benchmark interest rate at the March meeting, those APRs are going to climb even higher. That will cost credit card borrowers an extra $3.4 billion in interest charges over the next 12 months. These credit card companies, they are cleaning up, aren't they? And one analyst saying, something has to give. It's time to rein in spending, pay off debt, and avoid any new debt. There are options. There are 0% balance transfer credit card offers. There are more of those this year than before, which is a good thing. But they're one of the best weapons in the battle against credit card debt. The other thing is to refinance into a lower interest personal loan. But those rates are also up 10% on average, still below the credit cards. I'm very curious, what's going on at your home? 5,800 average? Is that where your balance stands now? Very curious to find out. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You can find me, Vince Coakley, on Twitter. That last name is C-O-A-K-L-E-Y. Vince Coakley on Twitter. Also, the Vince Coakley 
fan page, which is available on Facebook, another great place to connect and stay tuned. It is Vince Coakley. Look for the fan page, and you will see me behind the uh, microphone. It is not Colin, but it is a microphone nonetheless. Over on that text line, this texter saying, I just paid $24 for a pound of sweet corn seed. How do you think it's going? <laughs> My goodness. I don't think very well. Also, Gigi adds, I've been working very hard. I can't keep up. I understand. Fully understand. Someone in the upstate saying car repossessions are way up. Another texter with the press secretary said our economy is stronger than ever. You mean she lied? Oh, surely not. What we're seeing is the ugly result of three years of leftist legislation and spending. Let's go, Brendan. Yeah. We also have this. Greed is a sin. That's where we are as a country. Ask yourself, do I really need this 65-inch TV, the latest iPhone 14, or do I need to buy my kids these $300 tennis shoes? No. But people get second jobs to do this crap. It's Chris out of Shelby. Yes, there are people out there doing that. I'd emphasize there are many more just trying to keep it together with the necessities. This text from the upstate saying prices have doubled on a lot of necessities in Greenville County, South Carolina, since November 1st, 2020. Gas, $1.54 this morning. Same station is $3.19. Eggs, $4.98. They were $1.98. I was in a grocery store this morning. Over $6 for 18 eggs. Almost everything is up 75% or more. Every, and nobody in D.C. cares. They're so overpaid. They don't even notice the prices. It's Anthony out of Simpsonville, South Carolina. Vince, my wife and I have two kids. We live well within our means. We have no debt except our mortgage. Good for you. We're still able to travel and pay off all our bills. But we used to be able to save a lot more. Saving is a lot less. I cannot imagine how people are struggling with bills and groceries because I've noticed how electricity, gas, and grocery bills, they have skyrocketed. <laughs> and this, that microphone is not golden, but you are, Mr. Vince. God bless you. Appreciate those kind words out of the upstate. I want to mention, in the context of this conversation, one of the reasons why I mentioned the importance of serious conversations is we've got some very serious issues to deal with that are exacerbated not only by big government and the programs that have continued to expand over the years. You know, we have unfunded liabilities. The last figure I heard was $120 trillion. $120 trillion. And we're putting all these problems off into the future. You know, what, what did we hear at the stores? Buy now, pay later. Isn't this what drives a lot of people into unhealthy consumer debt? Buy now, pay later. Well, this is what's happening with our government. It's been happening for years. 
at some point, that bill is going to come due. And something is going to have to give one way or the other. Like on the Social Security issue. This is an issue, and and there's a real battle going on on the Republican side now. Is this going to be addressed? Or are we going to sweep this under the rug? Because we're afraid, as a political issue, this could be toxic. You don't want to scare the old folks away. Well, let me tell you what's happening right now in France. This is a cautionary tale because this conversation is coming to the United States of America one way or the other. It's either going to come by choice, or it's going to be forced. Barron's reporting the French Senate has voted to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64. Isn't it amazing? They're at 62? What is our 65? So they're raising the retirement age by two years. An effort to overhaul the country's pension systems in the face of strong opposition from labor unions. The conservative-dominated legislative body voted in favor of decisive article to raise the retirement age by 201 votes to 115. There will be more debate on this today. They're trying to meet a deadline of midnight, sounds like, here in America, to finalize this. Liberal politicians voicing anger over the vote. Your name will forever be attached to a reform bill that will set the clock back against older folks, almost 40 years. They're threatening strikes and protests. Fuel deliveries, trains, flights disrupted for a second day, mass rallies there, key seaports blockaded. These people were ticked. And again, I raised the question, who's going to pay for all this stuff? How in the world, how do you manage this? You've either either got to change the benefits somehow or really hike up the taxes that people are going to pay to afford these. They're trying to convince President Emmanuel Macron to reverse course on this bill that he has championed. You know this guy is not a conservative. He's put the change in the center of his political agenda with his government arguing raising the retirement age and stiffening the requirements for a full pension a pension are, they're absolutely essential to keeping the system from sinking into deficit. By the way, everybody's boasted about Europe, socialism. For all that they've boasted about, all of the other neighbors of France, they've already hiked their retirement age to 65 or above. I'm just giving you a preview of coming attractions. Because something like this is going to have to happen here. It may not be a comfortable conversation, but it better happen. Better happen. (laughs) Love to get your thoughts on this and much more as we continue. Coming up, remember Afghanistan? This has really faded out of our consciousness. 
but it's really put right back into our consciousness by some very emotional testimony. We'll share that as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Back on the broadcast, I asked for your economic stories about what's going on financially for you with credit card debts and, frankly, just keeping it together. Squat to a call from Dexter in the sprawling metropolis of Mooresville. Good morning. Good morning, Vince. I enjoy your show and your even thought on topic. Uh, I think it's fair, and I enjoy it. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, I'm calling about uh, senior citizens and their fixed income and being squeezed out of the market as far as rent, food, everything else. And the amazing number of them that are leaving this country and becoming expats in other countries because you can live on Social Security in many places. And I know of four right now that are leaving Charlotte, including myself, and just moving to the Philippines in just one area. There's many more going other places. Philippines, why there? Uh, they speak English. Uh, it, it, they drive on the right side of the road. Uh, I mean, English <laughs> is, for, is, the, is the legal language. You know, every form has to be filled out in English and everything else. Um, it's a tropical paradise. Um, we've tried doing our budget. Um, I can't spend, I mean, I have I have a good pension, but I still haven't figured out how to spend more than seventeen hundred dollars a month over there, eating out every single day, doing whatever entertainment I want to do, and having my own, um, uh, well, scooter over there and everything else. And it's it's hard to do. It's hard to spend money over there. When really? You couldn't you you couldn't get an apartment for seventeen hundred. So you're saying uh, it's uh, a lot more affordable? Uh, way more affordable. Uh, the, the inflation doesn't affect them because most of their goods are are grown there, uh, fished out of the sea. Um, you know, they grow their own pork and everything else. Now, imported goods are expensive. If you're a person that absolutely has to have just peanut butter, it's going to be expensive. But uh, to go to go to a restaurant over. Because the Philippine people are paid very little, so they they can't really raise the prices because they would price their own people out. But for us, we get the benefit of that. Um, and there, and it used to be strictly men were going over there, but now there's uh, becoming a lot more women are, are retiring and going over there. And um, because of economic circumstances, mostly, I think. That is pretty um, amazing. Uh and there's one guy up there, and I, I'm going to ask permission before I mention his YouTube channel, um, if I may. Um, actually, uh, let's refrain from that. You can perhaps okay. send that to me and, and yeah, check it out. It, yes, it, it, it is just a guy that all he does is interview people that come into the country, and and you do get to see the commonalities amongst all of them are 
mostly economic, and a lot of it is just the division in this country. And once you get over wow, there, uh, I have met people that I know are more than likely opposite leaning of me, but once you leave here, you do not even think about, you know, arguing about politics at all. It's just that is pretty interesting. Well, Dexter, I, I'm going to put you on hold because I like to get some more information. This sounds pretty intriguing. I, I remember several years ago having conversations about um, exit plans for people who are anticipating some sort of possible economic collapse here in this country. And I think New Zealand was one of the popular places to go. Kind of an interesting economic story this morning. My own personal experience, after going for a walk, walking the dog, I thought, you know, I realized I'd run out of dog food yesterday. I thought, great. I need to go. And I thought, you know, let's just go get it done. So I decided I'm going to get, well, I needed dog food and cat food. By the way, the cat is not mine. Just want to make it very clear. Nothing against cats. <laughs> but. I need a dog food, cat food. Okay, how much do you think I spent? How much money did I part with before before walking out of that store? I actually left with um, $110 less in my account. I saw some great meat specials. I'm not going to tell you what store it was. But... I just couldn't resist. Got a whole bunch of things. And isn't it amazing how this happens? You go to the store. It's like, oh, I'm just going to get one or two things. $100 later. I mean, it's... And I remember stories from my... I know I'm going to sound old. I remember stories from my dad telling me that there's a time you could go to the grocery store you spend like $5, and so you couldn't carry all the groceries home yourself. <laughs> Those days, you better believe, are completely over. This texter saying a $100 grocery bill was rare for me a couple of years ago. Now a sub $100 bill is the outlier. Oh, I can believe that. This texter telling us greed isn't spending your own money. Greed is spending someone else's. <laughs> Gas 2739 at Walmart Simpsonville, 319 this morning. What in the world happened, Roger? That's kind of interesting. Vince, Joe declared he would raise taxes on anyone making less than $400,000, I guess, would not raise taxes. All these higher prices aren't higher taxes. What is it? Mr. Magoo should be fired. Yeah, that's inflation is a tax. That's what it comes down to. On retirement, your full retirement age is based on the year you were born. For an example, I was born in 1958. My full retirement age is 66 and a half years. Really enjoying the show. Thank you. This person, born in 63, full retirement age 67. I'm 36 now, this texture says. They say people my age will need $3 million saved to retire. My generation will be working until we die if this crap continues. The answer is not raising taxes. It's eliminating the crooked politicians who continue to rob the Social Security Fund. 
Yeah. Love your program. Why do they always threaten Social Security is going to run out of money, which is funded by us individually? Just puzzled as to why welfare never runs out of money. Yeah. I'm, don't get us started here. Don't get us started. Literally, every time I go to the store, it's $100. doesn't matter what I'm getting. Yeah. Vince, I promise you I'll reduce your debt, increase your spending power, and put more money in your pocket. Would you call me crazy? Or your president? <laughs> that is deep. What a character. Still to come in the broadcast, I absolutely believe you've got to hear what's coming up next. We're going to share some very emotional testimony of what took place in Afghanistan. And unfortunately, at this point, to my understanding, there's been no accountability for it. You'll hear this very riveting story as we continue. Stay with us. Very quickly, want to get some testimony, very emotional testimony. Finally, we have the opportunity with control of the house to be able to hear from some people we've needed to hear from for quite a while. You're going to hear Marine Tyler Justin Vargas Andrews. This guy just uh, had some moving testimony before the House Foreign Affairs Committee recalling the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal and that Kabul airport bombing that left him grievously wounded. It killed his mentor and friend. I want you to listen to this because there was an opportunity. There was an opportunity to prevent this. That's what's important to understand. He saw the suspect. He saw the suspect and wanted to take him out. I want you to hear how he spotted that suspect and what happened from there. He was spotted somewhere from noon to 1 p.m. by myself, then Sergeant Charles Schilling and another. The anomaly in the crowd who was clean shaven and fit the description exactly traveling with an older gentleman. The individual was consistently and nervously looking up at our position through the crowd. The older of the two wore a black silky hijab that was covering his face most of the time. They both had obvious mannerisms that go along with who we believed him to be. They handed out small cards to the crowd periodically, and the older man sat calmly and seemingly coached the bomber. Over the communication network, we passed that there was a potential threat and an ID attack imminent. This was as serious as it could get. I requested engagement authority while my team leader was ready on the M110 semi-automatic sniper system. The response, leadership did not have the engagement authority for us. Do not engage. I requested for the battalion commander, Lieutenant Colonel Brad Whited, to come to the tower to see what we did. While we waited for him, psychological operations individuals came to our tower immediately and confirmed the suspect met the suicide bomber description. He eventually arrived and we showed him our evidence, the photos we had of the two men. We reassured him of the ease of fire on the suicide bomber. Pointedly, we asked him for engagement authority and permission. We asked him if we could shoot. 
Our battalion commander said, and I quote, I don't know, end quote. Myself and my team leader asked very harshly, well, who does? Because this is your responsibility, sir. He again replied, he did not know, but would find out. We received no update and never got our answer. Eventually, the individual disappeared. To this day, we believe he was a suicide bomber. We made everyone on the ground aware. Operations had briefly halted, but then started again. Plain and simple, we were ignored. Our expertise was disregarded. No one was held accountable for our safety. About 1730, Staff Sergeant Darren Hoover, friend and mentor. Came to get me from the tower to go help find an Afghan interpreter in the crowd. We found the interpreter and his brother born with American passports. They told us five told us of five family members still in the canal. I stayed there waiting for the family members standing against a two foot canal wall. Ten minutes passed. <clears throat> then a flash <clears throat> and a massive wave of pressure. I'm thrown 12 feet onto the ground, but instantly knew what had happened. I opened my eyes to Marines dead or unconscious lying around me. It's horrendous. Here's more of his description of what happened after the blast. A crowd of hundreds immediately vanished in front of me, and my body was catastrophically wounded with 100 to 150 ball bearings now in it. <clears throat> Almost immediately, we started taking fire from the neighborhood, and I saw how injured I was with my right arm, completely shredded and unusable. I saw my lower abdomen soaked in blood. I crawled backwards seven feet, roughly seven feet because I thought I was still in harm's way. My body was overwhelmed from the trauma of the blast. My abdomen had been ripped open. Every inch of my exposed body, except for my face, took ball bearings and shrapnel. <clears throat> I tried to get up, but could not. Laying there for a few minutes, I started to lose consciousness. When I heard Chaz, my team leader, screaming my name as he ran to me, his voice, <clears throat> his voice calling to me kept me awake. And then he talks about what happens when his team leader arrives. Listen. When he got to me, he dragged me to safety and immediately started triaging me, tying tourniquets on my limbs and doing anything he could to stop the bleeding and start plugging wounds with the help of the other Marines. I was awake through most of it, screaming, moaning, and cursing. Please ask, uh, <clears throat> I ask you to please ask me about getting shot at the tower in Abbey Gate and how no one wanted my report post-blast. Even NCIS and the FBI failed to interview me. Asked me to elaborate on my ordeal post-blast and asked me about this one little girl and her family that I reunited. Our military members and veterans deserve our best because that is what we give to America. The withdrawal, <clears throat> the withdrawal was a catastrophe in my opinion. And there was an ex inexcusable lack of accountability and negligence. The 11 Marines, one sailor, <clears throat> and one soldier that were murdered that day have not been answered for. Not answered for at all. Not at all. I hope after this testimony there's some measure of accountability brought to bear. And this is another reminder of how serious we need to be about the people we trust to lead our nation from top to bottom indecision here 
a lack of good leadership, it gets people killed. And in this case, it gets people maimed for life. Stay with us. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 